0: G'day folks, Joy here from Stacks Podcast. Now before we get into today's proceedings, I just want to give a big shout out to some of our sponsors here at Stacks. The 6030 at Merua, what a great place for a beer. It also has some of the best live music you're gonna see getting around. The 6030 is a real throwback to those great pubs back in the 90s, before everything started getting stale and looking like an English pub. The 6030 is a real kickback to the Aussie pubs back in the 90s. Reminds me of when I was growing up in Newcastle. Now not only that, it has great food and it has great beer, almost at 1990 prices. It's cheap folks. Get yourselves down there and check it out. The people are cool, it's got pool, it's got everything happening down there. There's always something going on at the 6030. Now that I mentioned that, on the 17th of November, the Saturday, 17th of November, at 11 o'clock, we have a music festival. That's right, Spring It On, take two. Spring It On 2018 kicks off at 11 o'clock in the morning with over 20 bands, Finishing at about midnight that night. We've got bands like Blindspot, Extorture, Roses for Ghosts, Electric State, Incomplete, Big Eagle and the Slank, Skulker, Ghost, Chazanga, Chuck Ombre, Dirt Empire, Immolation Scene, Lenex, X, Durry Samurai, Iron Horizon, Werewolf. Bring the Ruckus, Alexander Bridge, Nervous Now, Red Dirt, Kobashi, plus guests. It's going to be a day that you can't miss. I believe it's 28 bucks if you get your tickets pre-sale and 35 bucks on the door. There's going to be merch galore from all the bands, merch galore from the day and there's going to be a ton of folks down there. I'm looking at the page now and there's over 400 people say that they're going. Get your butt down there, it's going to be a massive day not to be missed. That's the Spring it on festival 2018 on the 17th of november now anticipation is a feature film written directed and shot and i believe he may even make a cameo by none other than perth director mr peter ranzullo anyone might know pete if they're a long time listener to the podcast pete has been on and he's interviewed on the podcast a few times and i've had a collaboration with pete for a lot of years well he's gone out and he's made a bloody movie Good on you, Pete. It's tops. It's called Anticipation. Keep your ear to the ground. I'm not sure exactly when it's coming out, but it's not too far away now. Go to Facebook, jump on his page, give him a like. Anticipation feature film. It's a film about Lenny. Lenny's got social anxiety disorders. And he finds it very hard, being a musician, to have such things. Not only that, Lenny's got a lot of turmoil surrounding him in his life. So it's a film about that. It's got twists, it's got turns, and it also features a lot of Perth's talent when I talk about bands. Over 20 or 30 bands that appear in this film. It's going to be epic, folks. It's going to be epic. It's going to be a piece of history for Perth. Anticipation, the feature film by Peter
1: Ranzullo.
0: Well folks, I've got none other than Mr. Chisanga, the artist formerly known as Crisis Mr. Swagger, all the way from Zambia, Africa. He's been in Australia for a short time and he's going to tell us his story right here on Stax. So, put your hands together for Chisanga. Play the music. Yoo-hoo. Chisenga Katongo, mate, welcome to Stacks Podcast. How good is it having you in the studio, man?
2: An amazing space you have here, man. I love it. I was thinking to myself, man, I want to move in here and just like record a whole album.
0: You know, you know what's funny is like if I get home after a large night, mm-hmm. this is where I, this is my doghouse. I've got a, a blow up bed tucked away for you know what I mean. Like, you wow, just, yeah, this is where I have this is where I get kicked out to if I've been bad. <laughs> So like How
2: many kids do you have, Jay? Just the one, mate, yeah. Ah, Kiki. Yeah, I Yeah, I practiced
0: for about 42 years. Yeah. And then <laughs> made, sure, made sure I got that one perfect, you know?
2: She's beautiful. <laughs> How long have you been
0: married for? Well, me, I've been married for only four years, but uh, oh, okay. Kenneko and my wife, we've been together for 15, 15 oh, years. M- wow. Yeah. So okay. Kenneko's obviously from Japan and I'm from Australia, so... Oh, is she? Uh, yeah, we had that... Uh, like that i'd travel over there i was very fortunate Uh to be in the music industry or be in i'd work music with tourism yeah so i'd be off doing some touring up north like taking people to see the best bits of the kimberley and all that yeah Uh, and then i'd do comedy tours or i'd do music tours and then i'd have some money behind me and then i'd just take off to japan and spend a couple of months with uh, kenica that's lovely man
2: i haven't been to So, the only place I've been to in Asia is Bali. Can you believe it? And when I, my my first and last experience, I did not like it. (laughs) I went there and I just got like a bad stomach bug and bad, some freaking flu. Very weird, man. It was very weird.
0: Bali's hit and miss. If you've gone to Bali for the first time, you have to learn how to Bali. if you know what I'm saying. Like I you, agree. Yeah, you got to learn agree. how to Bali. you got to learn how to get over there. Here's a tip. When I went over there, I, uh, I, the first time people, they'd come and say, hey, man, you Aussie? You Aussie? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they would haggle you because they knew Australians were very easy going. Uh. And I, I met up with a German girl over there. and she said, say, no, 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 you have to say that you're German because... Uh, we are very tight and we don't spend the money, you know. Ah, so, so they'd come out I'm to me and go, hey, mate, are you Aussie, you, hey, you, you, you I said, Nein, I'm German. Uh, <laughs> and they just leave me alone. <laughs> 9 I'm German. Nine, <laughs> I was even that bad where I did that. nine. Nein. Nein! <laughs> yeah.
2: well, that's one to grow on. Yeah, I've always um, admired the culture, the uh, Japanese culture, Chinese, you know, I don't know, something about it. Maybe it's because I liked Bruce Lee and I'm also very self-trained and in, in I've just taken what I like from different um, martial arts. Yep. And yeah, just train myself. And
0: so I didn't know that. So you you're into your martial arts, and and you do a bit of everything. Because a bit were, of everything mixed. So touched. like, if
2: anyone got into a fight with me, I'd be like kicking, boxing, and whatever it is.
0: So yeah, I, I would just
2: basically be using self-defense. But I do not fight to just. I've seen people in the streets start fights over nothing. That's not me. Yeah,
0: no. Yeah. And anyone that I mean, I I used to work for years on doors. Mm-hmm. And all that kind of stuff too. And I notice anyone that has a bit of a background in any sort of martial arts or any sort of you know physical type of uh, activities, you, mm-hmm. you tend never to be the guy that ever starts them. On That's the true.
2: That's true. Because you you know better. It's
0: well, you know what it feels like to be on the receiving end as exactly. well. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I've had my ass kicked before. Oh, tell so. me about it.
0: You've only got to look at my head. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, because we did, we touched on the UFC before, and, you, you you know, we obviously share a massive interest in that, and it's obviously, once again, coming from the background, you do sort of, yeah. Know, yeah it's not just a spectacle for me, it's a science, and I do really watch it, so, yeah. Uh, I've only just gotten into
2: it, and I think it's because I've moved to Australia, yeah. I mean, the thing with me is, like, okay... I don't know. I just never, never really had the type of, maybe it's the people around me. I never had people around me that were really into UFC or anybody really walk me through it. And then I met a friend of mine, uh, you know, I met a guy and he was like, oh, this is the UFC. This is who? This is, you know, Khabib. This is, of course, Conor McGregor kind of made it. More popular by, by crossing, you know, styles from...
0: Here's the thing. I, I have been a UFC fan from UFC 1. Wow. Now, I'm talking back now. The, the winner of UFC 1 was Ken Shamrock. Wow. Oh, Ken no, no, no. I tell a lie. No, I tell a lie. It yeah. was... Oh, it wasn't Ken Shamrock. But it was going back in the early days. No, I tell a lie. Ken Shamrock didn't come into UFC 3 or 4. Yeah. Um, and he came from uh, sh- shoot fighting. And mm-hmm. also come from uh, Japan where they were doing uh, Pancras, which was the style of fighting over there. So, uh, but you had uh, uh, obviously when the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, that was the first people who had really seen it um, when the Gracie's came over. And of course, they put uh, up Hoyce Gracie. Yeah, and yeah. the reason they did, because he had Helio's sons and you had a heap of them, and there was Hicks and Gracie who was the gun. Now, he was the natural one, you think, I oh, will put him in this to win the event. <coughs> $50,000 overall prize money for the winner. And wow. you had to fight all night. You just didn't fight one bout. No you, way. If you won, you proceeded. Through. It was a proper kumite. Like You, that you is went through crazy. from one through to the other. So All in one night? All in one night. And you were up against, and there was no weight divisions. Okay? So there was no, and there was no time limit.
2: So you and I could fight if we were in that fight. We would be in the,
0: yeah, oh, the same. that is bananas. Yeah, I'd actually That is to, pressure. I'd have to weight cut for the heavyweight. <laughs> 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 but you had uh, Dan Seven done very well too. So he came. And it, the, the beautiful thing back then was people were pure about their, their craft. So you had wrestlers like Dan Seven that came in <laughs> and they were purely wrestling background. And when they got people and they got them into a... Uh, a mount they really didn't know how to finish so you'd have these wrestlers like double leg somebody take them down and then climb up and get on a mount and then just started flailing like this, and, and you just pulled it. The, the Gracie's pulled into a guard, That's crazy. and they wouldn't get hit. So you've got 15 minutes of this guy just flailing on top of this guy, going, That's crazy. I'm getting nowhere here. And then all of a sudden, he'd give an arm. And then, of course, being you know, Brazilian jiu jitsu practitioners, yeah. Yeah. Oh, straight away. And the big thing back then, you didn't have dash chokes, and all that so much now, you had it was purely. Just the arm bars. Everyone just getting mm, tapped out mm. by by arm bars, or the occasional kimura. So wow, yeah, it was no. very interesting to watch the early days and see how it's evolved. But I've I've been around watching that since day one. You know, wow. So it's it's a uh, it's a great thing to see. Now it's just such a rounded game, and, and like you said, you you, you got boxing, you'll, you'll kick, you'll box, you'll wrestle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, you'll you'll submit. Correct, all yeah. Those, correct, yeah, correct, yeah Is that my phone? Yeah I'm going
2: to
1: have to turn that off that's a, uh, that's a fine I'm an F-R-O-N-T of the game People P-R-E Order the CD Uh-huh Remarkable, slow-flow, untouchable <clears throat> Listen Sickness, get well soon You hope that I fail, But I made it So I guess y'all do Y'all was busy talking About me till I walked In a room You hate the fact That I'm the what can i do and i remember back in the day i was just like you i started aiming for the top and i sprung right through you better know from now on i'm not designed like you i scheme different because i don't got a mind like you diamond chain is forever no questions or if or maybes when i'm going i'm gonna pass it to my babies and everybody want to be their own boss they hate working for the people that they know they can't cross i've been through it i've seen it all and did it all still stay alert like nighttime when you hear the dog my own friends lost faith but what can i do it could be worse like faith lost biggie Last night I had a dream and I thank God something must have happened cause I know I'm really blessed. The rap game is my world and you can be my guest. And by the way, you now rocking with the burst. I started off as an office boy, but look at me, nowadays I'm getting offers, boy. Some of these chumps get they swagger off this boy. Stupid imitators that I ought to destroy. It's not a movie, this is real, life. Right? They might hate me, but I'm still the same rapper that they still like. Right? Even prices to survive when they knew that he could heal life It's not a movie, this is real life just wanted your autograph. I'm an F-R-O-N-T of the
0: game. Comes out
2: of That sounds very Australian. You know what? I, the only time in my life that I've ever had debt is when I've moved to Australia.
0: Oh, it's
2: a and the only debt that I owe is to the government for like a fine here and a fine that... And, like, um, I know I'm kind of going off a tangent,
0: but, but... That's what we do at Stacks, mate. You go, you go crazy.
2: But, you know, I actually went to Council House not too long ago because I had a situation where it was raining heavy some weeks back. It was raining heavy, and I ended up in the city for a meeting. I don't work in the city. My recording studio's at home, you know, Um but I ended up in a city for a meeting. I've moved my. I used to have my recording studio in the meeting in, in the city. Sorry, uh, but I moved from there. I used to ha- um, So I ended up in a city for a meeting, and it was raining heavy, and I had to kind of run from the car to you know safety. And when I parked, I noticed the sign, the parking sign. But obviously, due to the rain, my vision was kind of like slightly impaired. I had water on my face. Just, I didn't, you know, I wasn't expecting it. Because I came from Morley, and it was a nice, dry, sunny day. By the time I get to the city, it's raining cats and dogs. But I parked on the side of the street. And this, I find, to me, is, I think that it's an injustice. I think that it's greed. I think that it's uh, you know, it's it's very, it's very what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, it's kind of like a um, what do you call a, not a uh, what's I'm I'm trying to find a way. Uh, it's a
0: is it when a government. Is grabbing everything they can get? Is that what you're sort of... No, 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 no. When they, I, um, we do those, say police state. Anyway,
2: never, never mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll find it. I'll, and when I do find it, I'll bring it up. But uh anyway, I parked, right? What I didn't notice, despite seeing the parking sign... So I saw the parking sign, went quickly, and I'm going to be really quick. Went quickly, paid for the parking, put it on my car, rushed to my meeting, and then... I realized later on in the meeting that I needed to go and, uh, update, uh, what you call it, buy uh, a new yeah, ticket. Yeah. So I, I went downstairs and, uh, as I was heading downstairs, I found a, I found a little, you know, a van parked on the side, a little white van with all the yellow, whatever on the side. Yeah. Uh, and the lady in there, elderly lady, maybe in her sixties or something, she tells me, oh, you're not supposed to park there. So I explained to her, I said, ah, listen, uh i didn't realize it was actually raining heavy as you can see and you know my vision was slightly impaired but i'm sorry i'll go upstairs because i've just i've actually just bought the ticket as you can see i've just put it on the car but i'll go upstairs and get my keys and i'll move the car she says you have one minute i said i can't make it in a minute but i will go upstairs get my 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 car keys and move the car God is hearing. This is the truth. I didn't make this up. Yeah. I come downstairs. The lady's driven off, and she put a parking ticket on my car. I'm Do right. you really think that, from a human point of view, that is normal? Oh. <laughs> Don't get into me about government, because as government, even if we were in court, there's you gotta you gotta use your um, you gotta act at your discretion as a human being as well. Maybe I'm different.
0: No, I think it even comes down on a lower level. I think they, whether, and the word's discretion. A $200 you know, dollar fine. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. had just spoken to the lady. Yeah, it's massive and it's it's ridiculous because the thing is, they could then lead on to loss of license and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it, it gets back to like being shipped to Australia for stealing a loaf of bread. It's, uh, it's easy to say like there's rules and rules, but there are situations and, and I've tried writing letters to things when I've copped. We had, uh, just out the front of our place, Kenneko pulled up one day and, and she parked in the reverse order because I was fixing the car door. and um, had an issue with the electrics, and she yeah. parked the car around the wrong way on the street.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so you could keep away from danger. So I wasn't because working on the side of the That the road. makes sense to me. And I but, wouldn't fine you for that.
0: And I've got uh, I CCTV would, I, cameras all around my house. And, I would and, tell you, smart on you, I'm glad
2: you did that. Yeah.
0: and I, Well, I, no, I filmed... The ranger driving past, they didn't even stop. They, well, they did. They just stopped, took a photo inside the car, and then kept driving. And then we received a $200 fine. And I said, hang on a minute. I was fixing the car door. Like, we don't have areas here because of the way you build these freaking places. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You're yeah. trying to scram, cram so many houses into such an area that we just don't have space. And I'm just trying to fix a car door. And the, their, their answer to it was, well, you should have, if you don't have the space, you take it to a repairer. Who's going to charge me a thousand dollars to do a job that, that I did in, in 15 minutes and, that is, that is, and I made I didn't get out of it I didn't get out of the fine it was just nuts you know
2: that is actually ridiculous that it's, is actually, it's sad
0: that human society is heading that way you know like that we're we're being policed so heavy for such stupid things that what happens is and now what happens is that lady I kind of feel sorry for her in a way because she has become this person because of all the hate she cops on a daily basis. I've never been up to a traffic cop and just gone, hey, you having a great day? I bet you're having a fat time. Really good job that you're doing there. Keep it up.
1: Mm-hmm. I've,
0: no, one's, no one in the history of the world has ever said that to a to a parking <laughs> policeman or whatever they're called. But,
2: I mean, you know. I've, I've ran into them in the city, and, you know, I greet them, hello, but I don't, you know, I'm not making friends or whatever because they're going their way, I'm going my way, but I just out of, you know, just me being me, I've greeted them, but the one thing that I don't find normal is that type of action where you can't... Are you telling me that the law exists that you can't use your own discretion at times to judge a situation?
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean. It's either black or white. There's no gray area. Oh,
2: yeah. ah, wow.
0: It's... I know. It's... I mean, perhaps if you... But then again, they'll say, well, you've parked in... You know, they, 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 they you really have to have a really super valid argument to try and get off that. But just saying welcome to australia mate it's it's horrible
2: wow so you're telling me you know what i don't understand is the fact that when i came downstairs to get a to get a ticket to get another one i to renew the ticket i spoke to the lady i actually explained to her that that, that was an honest mistake
1: yeah
2: and god yeah. knows it was an honest mistake and i went i personally went to council house and address the matter, and then they send me a letter saying, "Oh yeah, no, we've rejected it, and you still have to pay two hundred dollars." Like, is it? And it, you know what? If it's all about the money, to be honest, karma is a bitch. But you gotta <laughs> make sure that that bitch is beautiful. Yeah. Quoting Lil Wayne. Yeah. But my my point, man, is like karma is really a bitch. I mean, you can work that job and seem high and powerful, high and mighty.
0: But, but the, even cal- the ele- karma happens every day. This is, exactly. I mean, I mean, we we work in jobs like we both work in a job where we get a lot of job satisfaction, and we work with people who love what we do for them. Correct. Yeah. That's. I'm getting back to. They they work in a job. I mean, to get up and have to go do that every day, must be absolutely soul destroying. But if you, you, know, you know. But, but it takes a certain person as well. You know, I could never do it. I, I, I just, could never, do, I that could never job. do that job. Yeah, there. I agree. I'd get I fired agree. within a month because I've let everybody off. That sort of <laughs> job in my... <laughs> dude. Just nah, you'd be right, mate. I didn't. didn't see anything.
2: <laughs> I mean, in my country, right? We've got, we've got people that look after parking and whatever, and they they don't just fine people anyhow. They'll clamp your car and they don't like charge you any extra money past what you have to pay then to get the clamp off your car you pay the fine which would be in australian dollars it'll probably be like something like 20 dollars or something yeah and that's it to make it an inconvenience they do not they do not the city in my country does not count on parking like, the way we count on copper mining, for example. Yeah. Like, yeah. we count, the country counts on copper mining for its survival, S- for the economy. So, just
0: for the people listening, you're, you're from Zambia,
2: yeah? Correct. So, let's start again.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so when you say my country, so for anyone listening, uh, Chizanga is a, we'll get into it, he's a hip-hop artist, he's out here living in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been out for, mate?
2: I've been in Australia for six years now. Six years,
0: yeah. and uh, y- you... Uh, yeah, so he's out from Zambia and he's, he's, he's cutting a groove in the Perth scene and in particular the Perth hip-hop scene. Uh, as you know, Stacks Podcast is about getting interesting people on board. More often than not, it's usually musicians just through the connections that I have within the music community within WA. So uh, when I had the opportunity to speak to Chisanga, S- S- and I met Chisanga S- a few years ago through uh, just gigging and a few events that happened around Perth, and uh, always came across as a as a as a great guy. Thank um, you. yeah, just a very well spoken, great great man and very sincere. I find you a very sincere person. Thank you. So it was uh great to get you on board and obviously to hear your story about, mm-hmm. you know, how you came from this boy who grew up listening to all that awesome hip hop back in the day yeah, as we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. The Run DMCs, the Beastie Boys, yeah, the Two Line yeah, Crews, the NWAs. Yeah, yeah. You know, the uh
2: Stetsa Sonic. Yeah. Uh,
0: Even DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Bens back. Young in the day. <laughs>
2: MC. Uh man. Uh Tone Loke. Tone Loke. I like I like Wild Things so much that I actually had to get clearance to cover it. Yep. Yeah, that's so I performed Are you it. gonna
0: do that? Now we're we're both performing at the Spring It On which is coming up on the seventeenth of November. Um, Jai, what's the name of your band? Mine's Kabashi. I like that name. And yeah. you know what? Have Kibashi. you ever seen
2: The Usual Suspects? No. You should see it. It's an amazing movie. Kevin Spacey. I know he's not that popular now due <laughs> to accusations. This, but
0: and the that. old Kevin Spacey was great. <laughs> I agree.
2: Nah, amazing actor. Amazing mm. actor. You need to see um, The Usual Suspects because there's a character there called mr Kobay- kobayashi so every time i see your band name i'm like i like this name yeah. <laughs> it's well, kobashi we used, to be, we
0: used to be blackjack but we needed to i needed a change up you know what i mean so i've changed the lineup of the band and i just needed to change i needed to yeah. just
2: i like the so name. i love a, it
0: a different sound well not completely different sound i'm always going to sound like i do and that's trying to lift the roof off the place but um Different sound, different approach, you know, just a fresh, yeah, fresh approach. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I totally
2: get it. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Um
0: so I met I met you and <coughs> I, I I kind of had this mysterious sort of like and you've got to check out Chisanga Kotonga. So it's C H I S E N G A. Sorry. K-A-T-O-N-G-O. You have your own page on uh, YouTube yep. with a lot of the work that you're doing. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering Who is this guy that I'm talking to? Um, Chisanga's doing it. Now, I'm going to say it straight up. Number one across Africa with your hit... uh, The Fire Inside. The Fire Inside. I listened to it and we're going to play it. Is it okay if we play it on the podcast? Of course. So we're going to... You're going to (laughs) cop Chisanga's music this whole podcast. So if you're into your hip-hop, this is going to be your podcast for you because we're going to play a lot of his music. Uh, now the fire inside, great tune. Thank you. And it looks a million bucks, you know. Thank like, you. Yeah, the video. Yeah, the video was fantastic. Thank you. I loved Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so how I, is it when you go? Have you have you performed back in Africa? Have you been able to go back and and perform and in front of you know like everyone at home, or have you been able to get back and? All right. You know, or have they? Because I mean, obviously, you know, if if you, I've got friends playing playing. Um, other bands for example yep. uh extortion yeah uh, in, in in australia that's another
2: great name no, i like the just, name. Yeah, in australia
0: they <laughs> they they're, they're doing good but in china they ma- it's just it's funny how you hit a market in china is they're massive that's so they've just crazy. finished doing this massive tour of china Really, and, uh, yeah, it's sort of well, getting back to the like the Rodriguez thing that you know, like that search for the sugar band, another great thing to watch.
2: I know, in That's America, an amazing he, was, story. He, was, he was
0: doing demolitions on houses and then goes back and sells out stadiums, South, in South Africa. Africa, yeah. All
2: right, so getting back to your question, number one, for the listeners' sake, um, I'll just give you an update, Jai. Some things have changed since we last met. When yeah. did we first meet? The spring it on, was it last year? Maybe. Because my friend was like, when we last performed here a few weeks ago, was it three weeks ago? Yeah. My friend was like, exactly a year since we performed here. Look at this post. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow,
0: exactly a year. How did that go? Because was it a good night?
2: It was a good night. It was yep. a really, really good night. Good vibes. We, we were really um, Andrew Doppel. Yep.
0: Dopel Great,
2: yeah. great Doppel. Yeah. Yeah, great host. Yep. Uh, also got to meet the uh, photographer. He's got a French name, Jacques Jacques Photography.
0: Jacques.
1: We're giving up on life negative. My own heart would have slapped me silly. I got biggest willpower that attract the ditty. Labels want to talk better have some cash to give me, but I would never sign the paper if the math is silly. i been independent from the day that I started out. You don't know the losses and the problems that it brought about. I started thinking it would never take me nowhere. Now I'm international. They know me when I go there. The last student from the school of hard knocks. Your arms are too short. How can you and I box? Grammys want to have me on they guest list. said hip-hop. They heard about us, man. Of course, we're the bestest. Everybody loves the voice of the underdog. My beat's funky like some old dirty underdog. out of Joburg. people try to pull me back but I focus and I kept moving forward every time I slept god woke me up go work standing in the booth trying to record but no words fans worried that the king was too quiet and weak rappers on the radio making a riot but then I just had a baby girl her little princess to me and my queen she became the world and now you're gonna wonder how I did it it's simple success is just a problem. Religion into that group that want to battle me. Your lead rapper is a Cisco, he needs more calories. You think you know me now? Then walk a please. Get your click murdered by one of my trustees.
2: But coming back to your question, Jai, um, number one, just to update you. So I used to go by the name, if you look at the videos, you'll find that the name that's there is Crisis Mr. Swagger. Yep. So when I was a kid, and I always preach this, I grew up on Marvel Comics, Stanley, Stanley literally, and I mean literally as in literacy, reading, Stanley literally raised me. You know what I mean I used to read comic books that was my escape and that that kind of gave me I guess I guess to a degree gave me an escapism gave me like uh, an ability to escape you know the broken home in which I was living in my my parents my mother and my stepfather used to always go you know just fight like big fights and i would go to bed sometimes crying Sometimes I just sit in my room and lock myself up all day and not come out. And so when I was about 10 years old, I decided I wanted to be a rapper, but I decided I was going to save hip hop from a crisis because I've been reading all these comic books. And to me, the idea was to be a superhero. So I said to myself, okay, hip hop, is in a crisis. That was a decision I made. It wasn't in a crisis. <laughs> it was a growing genre of music. And I decided to call myself crisis. So it had nothing to do with, you know, uh, the crisis from the dictionary. It was more like I'm a savior. And then from then onwards, I decided to brand it so I would spell it in capital letters C. R. I. And then dollar sign dot i dot dollar sign and i used to say that's the name i used to make money that's why i put the dollar signs on fast forward years later people just started nickname um nicknamed me mr swagger just based off the fact that they liked the way you know i spoke because in slang in the urban dictionary swagger is the way you carry yourself the way you know it's an aura uh, you're confident, you you know, you believe in good things to happen, you're an optimist, you know, uh, easygoing, but not at the same, but at the same time, you know your way around, very street smart as well. So I adopted the name in the end by my, I think that was my fourth album or something, I said, I started calling myself Crisis Mr. Swagger, and then everybody started calling, actually, I lie, let me, let me, let me reverse that. I started, uh, so I kept the name Crisis and I released an album called Mr. Swagger. And then everybody just put the name together like Crisis Mr. Swagger. Yeah. Yeah. And then I moved to Australia like six years ago. And that name actually just wasn't selling very well to the Australian market. Because to the Australian market, a swagger is something else. Yeah, it's like a camping. <laughs> what is it? A-
0: it is like. Uh, well, look, we we used to have swagmen. Yeah. And there's a song. Uh, Once a jolly swagman camped by a billabong under the shade of a bar tree. Now a swagman was somebody who used to carry all their belongings, a bit like a hobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upon them, and they just travel around the land, and they were very big in the. Uh, 1890s through to about uh, 1940-odd where it was a lot of those guys would just walk from uh, sheep station to sheep station. A Ah. lot of them were often
2: shearers. Ah, so so, I see, I see, I see. A
0: swagger was somebody who would be (laughs) out camping and all that kind of stuff. So we, as much as we've embraced the American culture in Australia, and it's been mainly through television in the last 20 years that we've embraced the American culture a lot we still have things that do clash as far as things like swagger I see I see I see so So,
2: I mean by the time we did our first gig when I did my first gig with your your team uh, Spring It On I think that was 2007 uh, 2017 um, I was still calling myself Crisis Mr. Swagger and you know to be honest I think it's also growth. I thought I just stopped and I thought to myself, number one, I'm too far from home to not be at home with myself. Then number two, I don't know what's happened, but I just kind of feel like in the last year especially, I've just kind of felt like God's given me a second chance. Yeah. And I decided to shed the past like a snake sheds his skin, not exactly the snake. I'd rather imagine that, you know, I'm, I'm this thing that just came renewed from an from an eggshell and I let the shell go that's the old me in the eggshell and this is the new me and in order for me to get past my 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 past I had to also change my name for starters because my name number one means gift from God and from the time I changed my name from crisis Mr. Swagger to now uh this is where the correction comes in I just use my first name, which is Chisenga, yep. spelt in capital letters, which is C-H-I-S-E-N-G-A. So you were right. I just don't use, for my stage name, I just don't use the last name. Yeah, I yeah. just use the first name. Chisenga. Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like
0: um, it. I mean, it's, it is uh, it is good to exactly what you're saying, and that's exactly what I've just done with, with Kobashi and the old Blackjack. You know, like I was part of Blackjack for so long, and I've been in bands for so long, but I've, every band i would ever been in, I never named. Ah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah.
0: tend to join bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this one, I was like, and it wasn't about oh, I want this to be my band and I want to control. Nothing to do with that. It was more. I wanted a, a fresh identity, something that no one—it's not attached to anything, mm, you know—and yeah, um, mm. something more true to to myself. And yeah. the name actually was supposed to be Kabushi. Um, K K. Uh, k-o-b-u-s-h-i but i misspelled it when i put it on my page and it was a-s-h-i and i went oh no but i kind of like Kobushi, and then i've done some research and googled the name and it was a japanese wrestler and I learned about this ah, wrestler and, no! and, and then I started going I'm going to keep the name I'm going to I was going to
2: ask you what the name stood for yeah, it. well, it's supposed, that's kub- it's supposed to be amazing it's
0: supposed to be kobushi cuz it meant punch and that's what our music is like that is nice
2: i love but that. then
0: when the kobushi i kind of went no nah, it's meant to be don't touch it you know like so yeah I'm
2: yeah, yeah. that is dope i really yeah, really yeah. like that <laughs> you know, that's really nice so while we're sitting here and you kept mentioning your band name I kept thinking to myself, I need to ask him what the band name stands from. Where did he get it yeah. from? that's yeah. nice.
0: Yeah, it was a complete accident. It was. Uh, I, I just mistyped it out when I, you know, back <laughs> in could. the day when we wrote everything down, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we're typing and, and you hit a ba- you hit a, and you uh, and you don't yeah. spell correct and you just, you let things go through for. So I've I've put this page out there with and it was Kobushi and I'm looking at it going. I think, is that right? And then Kenneko goes, you've spelt it wrong. And <laughs> I went, oh. And then I went, I'll, I'll Google it to see what come up. Like I just said, and then when I, once things come up and it meant this wrestler, it kind of, I just went, oh, I'm going to keep it. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah.
2: Um. So coming back to your question, I, um. yeah, so I originate from uh, Lusaka, Zambia. The capital city uh, of Zambia is Lusaka. And that's where I grew up. I was born there. Partly raised in uh, Kitwe, and that's one of the um, mining towns back home in the Copper Belt. Uh, I used to live with my grandparents there because uh, my family owns a pretty big estate in in that mining town in a place that they used to call Zamtan, which stood for Zambia, Tanzania, which kind of like near the border there. Um... And, you know, um, Mom obviously moved back to the city, to the big city. And that's while she was making me dinner one day, I heard this song by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five uh, called The Message. Don't push, push me because I'm close, close to the edge. edge. You got to play it. Yeah. And then uh, I was just like, because when I was a kid, I loved rhyming in nursery. It was one of my favorite parts of... Nursery, I always, I still remember till this day. I always loved the part where we had to rhyme. And so, when I heard that music using rhymes like that, it was instant love at first, love at first. Uh, audio,
0: <laughs> I guess it's the tail rhyme too. Like it's a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going on. It.
2: Exactly, it's exactly. That, it's
0: not like uh, we went to the store and we got some cake, I came home, then I learned to bake. Oh it was a different type of rhyme yeah, a, yeah 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 like that's a true rhyme. the rhyme scheme was yeah, very different
2: yeah. yeah and something about it just made me feel like hey you know what this is going to be my bread and butter and i'm going to do this for the rest of my life so i just i started sitting by my window and i if i went back to my city i could show you the house i could tell you that's the window if they haven't demolished the house it was in a neighborhood called villa um i was like 10 years old anyway fast forward I grew up into a teenager that loved to travel, explore. Uh, travel. I I did rap battles in South Africa. Came second, because they they had issues with uh, you know with foreigners being number one. I beat the guys that I battled, but I was, and it was all like a big talk with uh, DJs like a guy called DJ Fresh very popular guy in South Africa, very well, you know, um, yeah, he's just, he's got an amazing reputation. And he went on to radio and said, you know, I watched the battle and they did the guy bad and blah, 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 not playing victim. I took the second place, you know, with, I just, it it didn't bother
0: me. What, what, A lot of the second place getters in The Voice and X Factor are often... The, the guys people, the that actually make it, excel.
2: Know? That's yeah, crazy yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, I still took it with honor. And, uh, you know, I actually was not expecting that it would be a topic on South African radio that this, Zambi- this Zambian guy came to South Africa. And mind you, it was live on SABC, which is like the biggest television uh, network in South Africa. Yeah. It was live on SABC, so everybody saw it as it unfolded. Um, and the next day was a topic on radio, and that, to me, was great publicity. And the guys that I battled, when I look at their careers now, nowhere. None of the people I battled is actually still doing music. They've all kind of just folded out, bowed out, and I'm still here. Um, And then, anyway, eventually, somewhere along the line, I ended up building a great relationship with DJ Fresh, Shout out to DJ Fresh, Tato. We haven't spoken in a long time, but I still got love for you, man. Just wanted to let him know that. Um, and then growing up, you know, wanting to see the world, wanting to explore, I ended up, you know, performing in different countries, Malawi, South Africa, Zimbabwe. And then I ended up in the UK because I also had a girlfriend there. And I started living there because any relationship that I've really gotten into, I've only really... I've, so my childhood I hardly ever played around with girls when it comes to girls and then growing up I'm like mm, what is that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah
1: I yeah, was too right.
2: I, was, I was really into my music so I actually hardly ever even had a sex life as a child as a teenager basically yeah. I was just really into studying my music watching Yo! MTV raps Watching NWA, watching Stetsa Sonic, KRS One, uh freaking Beastie Boys. Uh, I can't remember the, the, the song, but I know that one of the funniest my friends and I used to watch this Beastie Boys video where there's they're like on stage. I can't remember the song, but someone's bumping their head so much that the the head got got dis dis disjointed from the freaking shoulders. Um,
0: it wasn't shake your rump? Was it? I, think it I can't
2: it. remember. But there were like people are like on stage and looking. Shake <laughs> your
0: rump. Shake
2: your rump. And then one of them, loo- one of the people in the audiences in the audience loses a head, and I found that really funny. But coming back to uh, where where I'm going, I ended up in the UK for a visit because I had a girlfriend there, and then I thought, mm, you know what, this is a great way for me to also expand my music. So I went back to the UK. For another four years, I lived there. Uh, I was on a, um, what you call it, visa, um, working holiday visa. And during my working holiday visa, that's when I really got into, uh, because I'm very big on customer service. And that's why when we talk about, because I use my own discretion at times and judgment when I dealt with customers. So I ended up working with Philips. And that's why the whole parking thing,
0: yeah
2: is, you know, is it a pet, it It's a pet peeve. Yeah. because to me, I am in any any job I've held down, I've worked in a coffee shop and and that was in Australia. and I raised customers from zero. The coffee shop opened and the customers would come to the coffee shop based on the fact that they liked the character that was serving them coffee based on the fact that the person knew their name as soon as they walked in, the person knew what they were drinking as soon as they walked in. Um, I'm it digressing a little bit. It makes a massive a difference.
0: People, people love that. I that? know. People love, they I really know. do. And I know. And it keeps people coming back. I know. And, man. You develop a relationship. It's a working symbiotic relationship. Correct. You, you correct. This relationship. Correct. It.
2: And it's, it's the same thing with me meeting you I met you while we were doing the Spring It On 2017 and I thought, hey, nice guy. I didn't really know you're this guy that had this, you know, great studio and so I should play you close because you have an amazing studio, because you have an amazing personality. (laughs) I just treated you as a fellow human being who I could relate to and you love music and you had respect for me and I treated you with respect back and we built off that. But uh, I'm digressing a little bit. I need to get off that went to the uk lived there and then my girlfriend and i eventually broke up she actually dumped me and i ended up in zambia because i just needed to get away because it was like my first heartbreak
0: (laughs) it's 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 always the worst it's always the hardest
2: it was hard And you know, the funny thing is when I look at my personality type, I'm one of those people, if I go through something once, it's not going to happen again. I'm not going to allow it to happen again, especially if it affects me in a negative way. I'm not going to allow it. That lesson was that lesson. And I couldn't get away enough. My manager was like, oh, come to Bolton, you know, move from England and just, uh, you know, move away from London, come to Bolton and live with me. So I moved to Bolton And I was recording an album called Designer. Now, something happened there that is pretty amazing. I recorded the album Designer uh, while I was living with him in Bolton. And then he said to me, ah, my wife and I, Elena, um, Clive Chira. His name is Clive Chira, spelled C, uh, you know how to spell Clive. But his last name, Chira, is C-H-I-R-W-A. And he's probably... He is, um, I know that he's, one, he's probably the only black man on the um, aeronautics board. I think the British aeronautics board. This man's a genius. Comes from Zambia, too. I've never, I don't think that I've ever met a man so intelligent yet so humble. Uh, very down to earth as well. And I, in-, in is, is
0: that humbleness a product of your country? I mean, is, would you say everybody that comes out of Zambia because of- the way the country is, that they just come out with this natural humility and 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 the the humbleness that, I mean, you're you're very much the same too. You're a very humble man with this huge history.
2: With my foot on your table.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you, uh, what are you
2: um, I would say that you know, like any other society, you have your good seeds and you have your bad seeds, yeah. and maybe you've met you know, some people that have painted a great image of my country. And I appreciate that. Thank you. It's very humbling for you to think that. Uh, But at the same time, just like any other society, I've met some really terrible people in Australia. But I can say that a lot of the the Australians that I've met here since living here are really, really nice people. Uh, My wife's half Italian, and she can get you know, like, out of hand, temp- temperament-wise. But apparently that's a Sicilian <laughs> that's, that's thing. That's
0: definitely the Sicilian side <laughs> thing.
2: <laughs> but uh, coming back to the story, uh, where was I? Um, so, so, yeah, you, so you admit
0: My manager was Mr. like, Gillespie. you know
2: what? You've got this issue with this girl. Just get away and just record your best music that you can. We've got a mansion in, in Wales that we're not living in because we've bought it but it needs to be renovated and blah 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 do you want to live there They're like i was like yeah because i thought to myself i actually need the space to be able to record and all i needed you know nowadays computer a few little bits of hardware here and there a bit of soundproofing acoustic shield and you're at home i recorded living in that mansion i lived there by myself it was very cold but i had heating in my room um, My manager, God bless him, man. He made sure that I, I was at home. I had food. He, I wasn't working. I was only concentrating on the album. And he had faith in me, faith in me, total faith in me to execute. I delivered on my word. I delivered the album. He really liked it. Uh, the album is called Designer, and it's under the name Crisis. It's still available on Spotify, iTunes, blah, 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 blah. But like I said, Crisis spelled C.R.I.$.I.$. Dot 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 and that's another reason why I changed the name, because I thought it was just a handful to spell, you know. Um, and the thing about that album, though, is it actually became Grammy-recognized. And that is probably the the most positive thing that came out of that. I was heartbroken when I was recording that album. I was really, really hurt because I never ever imagined that my girl would dump me. And so Did the
0: album generate around that? Did it kind of sorry, No sorry about that? Did it kind of um it didn't it didn't No, no. I mean, the
2: first song on the album did. Yeah. It's called um, Turning Back. Uh, it's the first song on on the CD, and I'm actually singing on there, and I really, really tried to sing. So it
0: wasn't a, it wasn't an Adele album,
1: you know? She, no, she broke no. I know out a whole
0: album. Whole album.
1: <laughs> Girls can do that.
0: <laughs> it's like this album cost twenty nine ninety five to buy and sixty eight dollars in tissues. <laughs>
2: yeah no 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 and thank god it wasn't it wasn't that i was still you know um because a lot of the material i had started creating as well before the breakup yeah and so eventually what i didn't realize is that the album would become i don't know what the grammys do but they have this thing where they have like certain albums and things on their radar i can't explain it they know better But in the end, I ended up being invited to – not performed – invited to the uh, 2012 Grammys, which I attended. And I think that, you know, it's actually – and it's given me a lot of faith in self to say, okay, you became a Grammy-recognized artist 2012. You can probably, you know, do more.
0: It's a great great accolade, like – Thank a lot you. of people don't realize there's so many people that listen to this podcast or have been on this podcast that yeah. they've they've put their heart and soul into their music and Correct, it and it yeah. may not go further than the local circle that they're in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's there's not many people that can turn around and say well I've had it recognized.
2: Correct, yeah.
0: And to have that happen well then you're obviously hitting you hitting targets, you know. People are listening to your music when they're when it's getting to the Grammys. Mm. You know when mm. they're, when there there is a tune to it. I mean, whether they use algorithms to spot sales and then have to go, well, hang on, we need to listen to this. Why are people buying it? Correct. Yeah. Which is the way I think it may work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got a friend who's just won a uh, couple of awards in LA for scoring for film, Ooh. and to to do that, just it just launches them into that next that next level.
2: You know, it's funny you say that um i haven't actually made this public information
0: um <laughs> okay here I don't we go like, an exclusive <laughs> video on
2: i don't like to jinx myself but i just signed paperwork for um one of my songs it's a song called translation yep um and i got to get back to your question we've gone so far like it's round what, the bend so crazy what,
0: but this is the beautiful thing about <laughs> podcasting you go to a radio interview and you have got this 2 minute window
2: that's true and that's all you talk true.
0: about is what it's all sell sell sell
2: that's you know? true that's this isn't
0: true. a sell this is getting to know you this that's, is I appreciate this is us that. just sitting back just having a conversation that people are lucky enough to to listen into that's true you know, that's so, true
2: you know. um 2 weeks ago I just finished doing paperwork because uh, I'm a I'm a subscriber to a, a a website called Reverb Nation, and a lot of people have told me Ah Reverb Nation doesn't work blah 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 blah, but if you go to ReverbNation.com uh, forward slash Hip Hop Crisis. Look at my chart stats; those are not made up. Look at how many fans I have; that's not made up. Reverb Nation still offers a lot of opportunities for musicians and artists. The only thing, like any other job with Reverb Nation, you have to be consistent. Most people, they posted their music to Reverb Nation and they were expecting like to grow a fan base yes. like that on yes. the instant. And it doesn't work like that. You gotta be consistent, consistent. And right now, I'm number one uh, locally number one regional number one national and then last time yesterday i was number 69 global charting in accordance to reverb nation now that's a big to me i think that that's a major ranking and i think that it kind of tells you that you're obviously on the right path and you're on to something you know what i mean um now, with Reverb Nation, they offer musicians opportunities to play festivals, to play, you know, all sorts of things. So, like, you guys at Spring It On, for next year, you can contact Reverb Nation. I don't know how it works. And you can actually choose your acts from Reverb Nation. You, you get the guys to, you know, submit, and then you consider the demos, and you, you get back to them, and you choose your acts. So, yep. what happened with Reverb Nation is they have different opportunities available almost every day. And I subscribed to them and uh, I got an offer to possibly get my music onto film and television. And a song I recorded called Translation. I sampled a guy called Paul Ngozi. Ngozi, his last name is spelled N-G-O-Z-I. He was known as the Jimi Hendrix of Africa his guitar skills were crazy. Like if you look up Po Ngozi or Ngozi family experience, you're probably going to be like, oh yeah, this is something that we probably need. You can learn a lot from it, you know, being a rocker yourself. And I sampled a song of his called Niza, Nizaka Panga, Nizaku Panga Ngozi, which means I'm going to kill you. But he didn't really mean it like that. He was just saying in the song like when you visit my house please have some respect because i don't like you know talking too much i just you know if you're here in my house just have some respect you know what i mean uh and i i always liked that song since i was a kid because the guitar just sounds like urban something that could be used in hip-hop so i sampled that and the son became a friend of mine because i used to go to him and tell him dude I didn't know you were his son. Um, I was I grew up on your father's music. I was only a kid, but I guess my appreciation for music came from my grandparents playing music by the balcony. They had a record player sitting outside
0: play. as the
2: sun set and I would be playing in an empty pool, you know, and and the echo from the record player every, so I, so my grandparents in, in Kitwe, Zamtan, the place that I talked about, they would sit outside and play music as the sun sets right into the night, and I would go into the empty pool, and the reason why I liked it is the music echoed different in the empty pool, and I used to like that. I used to just like the way it echoed off the walls of the empty pool, and I'd be playing so with my a, toys So it had a there.
0: natural reverb, exactly. In the pool and you're like, oh, exactly, that's
2: it. Good definition. Yeah. Yeah. And I listened to that music: PK Shala, all these great bands, uh, the Witch Band, um, Witch, Witch, Sto- Witch, Witch. You need to look up another Zambian band called the Witch. One of the members who's still alive is my uncle, Uncle Jaggery Chanda. Big shout out. Um, we intend to cause havoc. How dope is that? That's such a good <laughs> name. I still think that that band name like is still valid till this day. like you could have a band that calls themselves we intend to cause havoc. That's so
0: rock you, with with the, with the way bars and clubs and pubs are, are these days. So I remember we, went, be like, we no. went through this whole period <laughs> as as somebody who played like I've played in cover bands over the years just yeah. to make bucks and and we do cover rock bands doing pubs and clubs and all this yeah. and we were always told never play Killing in the Name of <laughs> all right because um, it just got people that riled up. That's so crazy. I'm thinking like to, to be able to, how, how, how big are your balls that have a band saying we intend to cause havoc and then get booked for gigs?
2: <laughs> they yeah. were known as the witch. Yeah. So most people did not realize that witch stood for we intend to cause havoc. Yeah,
0: that's brilliant.
2: So I, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, coming back, I sampled pongozi uh uh, the, Go- the Ngozi family experience. They had a song called uh Ngozi and I actually went to his son and I said who owns this? I called up some people. Uh, I, I remember I called up Chisha Folotia while I was here in Australia and I, met th- I made that song while, while, while in a shed. The shed was like about the size of that little space there like one, two, three, four meters wide. Yeah. And about two meters, uh, no, four meters, four meters, four meters, yeah, about four meters wide. And what, what is it? I think it was a, a four by two. It was small.
0: Yeah.
2: It was really small. But anyway, I introduced myself to Peter Ngozi. Um, and he was like, nah, dude, you can use the song. You know, you can sample it, go ahead. And then years later this song that i recorded is called translation and it's being picked up because they want to use it for for tv and film placement i can't talk about the details of the deal but i no. just signed the paperwork and that's amazing but uh i ended up because is it of a
0: local australian
2: no it's actually a uk company that's oh, picked it up and brilliant. they picked it up through reverb nation yes yep. reverbnation.com and you know, so I don't get it when people say, "Oh, Reverb Nation used to be popular a long time ago."
0: I've got a—I think I've got two albums on on Reverb Nation.
2: Yeah, and if you just yeah. promote them and get them out there and get more people to listen to the links through Reverb Nation, mm, you're get gonna it. get more listeners and build a fan base. Then you link your Facebook to it, and the good thing that happened with my Reverb Nation, which which every musician should probably know about using Reverb Nation. My Facebook, my Crisis Mr. Swagger Facebook page, which had 32,000 fans, got hacked and deleted. But guess what? Because I linked it to my Reverb Nation. Reverb Nation has a tendency of picking up info. Not a tendency. They have a system that picks up your your fan base, and they total it into theirs. So they pick Uh up your fans from Facebook, and they added to theirs so when you lose your facebook page you still have those fans so it was a backup that i did not know would would come useful one that's day that's excellent
0: yeah so did you don't you get lose that saying? yeah you don't lose that fan base exactly and yeah.
2: somebody tried to discourage me from using 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 reverb nation yeah. and that's why sometimes you know you got to use your own discretion and just be like okay someone someone someone's someone's, someone's, uh, someone's decided this is the way things should work, but you have you may have, you know, you may have your own ideas on how things, you know, how you want things to run. And it's just very it's just very important for you to actually um, I think it's very important for anybody to work as an individual and any advice you you, you take from people, you gotta take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Because somebody told me Reverb Nation was not no longer in fashion. Like MySpace or whatever, but through Reverb Nation, I found some really great opportunities. Um, now coming back, when I lived in in Wales, I recorded the album uh, "Designer." Man, this question's brought up a whole lot of. It's like opening a can of worms. So I recorded the album "Designer." My uh, manager. Uh, my former manager, Clive Chira, he decided he was going to handle the distribution and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And then, I I was so heartbroken. I had a girl crush on me when I lived in Wales. She was so into me. Nice girl. I could have, like, become Welsh if I wanted <laughs> to. You know what I mean? I could have married her and just turned to Welsh. Welsh. And... I just wasn't vibing like that so I decided to get away because I wasn't ready for a relationship and I was still heartbroken despite the fact that I was doing shows in Wales I had one guy who used to I think he lived in a van he just believed in me he started helping me get gigs while we were in Wales I don't even know where he is you know we lost contact because I ended up in Zambia and I was still I was I was not in a good space mentally still
0: I upset was, about him. yeah yeah
2: i was still upset so i decided i'm gonna take a break from this even though i've got all my tax numbers and everything sorted for the uk and you know i could start applying for permanent residency i just decided i wanted to get away and i went home to visit my mother and then i found that my my pink floyd dark side of the moon vinyl with other classic vinyls had been stored outside the house and got rained over. Oh, no. Saw's so heartbroken.
0: <laughs> um, no.
2: Saw's <laughs> so heartbroken. Uh, and heartbroken. And heartbroken. <laughs> and I was like, "Mom, this is my mom." Didn't know better. She's like, yeah. "Oh no." Anyway, that vinyl got wasted. Um, and I ended up in Zambia. A friend of mine. His name's Levins, I remember, came to visit me. He was consoling me, and I was telling him what happened. He wasn't well. May his soul rest in peace. Uh, He ended up passing on from kidney failure. Uh, He kept me company most of that time. And then I started kind of getting my swag back, my my groove back. And I started, you know, I got over. My mom really strengthened me. She told me now things would get better, blah, 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 blah. My ex totally just offed me. She just didn't want anything to do with me. And I actually think, in hindsight, if, had I handled that relationship like a grown man, I'd, me and her would have been back together. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of things that I didn't but know. But you
0: need to do That's part of growing up. It is. I mean, I've is. been through it. I had, a, I, had a, <laughs> I had a wonderful childhood girlfriend. Her name was Sarah. And we... Oh! don't her say name, her name sarah. my ex <laughs> god is hearing me my ex was called sarah yeah. no lie yeah she that's was crazy and great girl she was like great uh, girl beautiful, too lovely lovely, girl. lovely and, girl, it, girl too. but i realize now as i'm older that i was the problem me too yeah i, I totally realize it now and me the good too. thing is that now we've got that second opportunity i mean we've both got children now, so yeah yeah that's true so it's a case of It's just one of those learning curves that you have to go through. And you have
2: to actually go through it to grow. Yeah,
0: exactly. And now I know not to, Uh. when when I'm told something not to, but even with past girlfriends, when when they said they don't want to see me, look, it's okay. It's true, but guess what? But Jai,
2: the alpha male in me
0: would not
2: do what the child in me did that time. Do you know what I did?
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: and I feel like I'm telling you... And every time I describe this story, yeah. it makes me laugh. And I laugh at myself. Look, at my, look in hindsight, I look at that younger me. I laugh at myself and I think, how could you be so stupid? When she told me to go away and she told me that she didn't want to see me, do you know what I want, What I went to do? I went to her apartment. I was downstairs knocking, asking her to let me in. And I knocked like a psycho. And she's like, no, chiss, you're scaring me. Go away. And I'm thinking, well, I'm showing her how much I love her by <laughs> by,
0: by, <laughs> I, by I, I turned up to my ex-girlfriend's dance classes with big flowers and I love you and oh, And now I look back now and go, What a wanker. Oh, who would have done that?
2: Exactly. <laughs> And now, do you know, I imagine that story like a like Rapunzel or something is upstairs in her castle, right? And I'm downstairs knocking, asking her to let her hair down so I could climb up. Yeah. Like, that is so stupid. The alpha male in me today would not do that. I'd totally handle things.
0: I have you know. being through the breakups. And, and look, I... Yeah, I'm exactly. Yeah, I've grown up. I'm, I'm a man now. You know, I'm a man now. And the thing <laughs> it is. It takes like, a lot to become a man. And, uh, a, a proper one. Yes, oh, it does. Man. I, I, I could sit there and honestly say that I, I would handle things a bit differently. Like, I've had some. And like everybody has. I've had some major things going on in my life in the true, last, true, last true, couple true. of months and true. last few years. And mm-hmm. things happen and things don't always turn out the That's way you, you want them to. That's but true. it's. It, uh, uh, you never have and this is a great lesson for anyone listening you never have control of somebody else on the planet that's true you the only person you can ever control on the planet is yourself
2: that's true that is very true you can never anyone
0: that tries to manipulate people or tries to you know i mean i persuade my daughter to do certain things i just ask her to go watch the wiggles that's a different thing but when you sit there and you try to convince somebody the way they should think that's instantly being manipulative and and mm. I find mm. these days mm. the best mm. approach is to let people be free and, and just show them love and sit back and and it's the simplicity in it all that's that, true that works that's you know? true. Yeah, just show them love and just let them run their own race and be their own person and and then they will gravitate you towards you more because you're giving that's them that space. True. You know, so
2: you know it's funny you talk about manipulation and um, it's so silly i came to australia and i said to myself you know i have to be humble i've had you know a pretty rough child i'm not gonna be like this rapper that's like yeah rough childhood ghetto this no my rough childhood is the fact that number one excuse me i was not raised by my biological father yep. uh, number two i used to watch my my mother and my stepfather get into fights And I used to think to myself, you know, the psychology in the child, I used to think, well, why is my biological father not here? If he was here, all this would not be happening, and I'd go to bed crying and, you know, all this, not understanding life and that, you know, grown-ups have their differences and, you know, all this other stuff.
0: Would I be fair in saying that you also had an ideal, an ideology on what your biological father, did you know him? Did you
2: to be honest i've i just recently told my father that i didn't actually i've not known him yeah and this is partly because so in I'm, your
0: mind you would have had this this idea ideal of what he was and and in those situations he would have been that superhero especially with, correct yeah with you with your marvel yeah. characters you would have had him yeah being this huge figure that come and would yeah would save the crisis correct yeah correct. how that ties back in
2: and then i grow up realizing that no my dad's just an ordinary man he's not a superhero yes he's a tough guy he works out in the gym he's still you know he's still good looking amazing for his age uh but i realized at the same time that you know he's had his flaws and i've had mine but in 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 trying to search for myself I needed to know my father. And I just recently sent him a text and his response was, Oh, you're a grown man now. You don't really need me you know, need me, but I pray for you all the time and the sun's sun may set one day. Oh, I might end up where the sun sets. That's how he likes to say it. I might end up where, where the sun sets soon, blah 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 blah. But I think he missed my point. I'm actually even though I'm, I i do not like to talk about my age. But even though I'm a grown man, I'm trying to learn more about myself, and I want to somehow not change the world. But there's some things that I decided I wanted to correct that I genetically inherited. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way I'm genetically wired, my well, you're, thinking.
0: You're well on the way because you're aware of them.
2: Thank you. You're correct. Not,
0: yeah. It's when you're not aware that that's things are going true. Going to be difficult. That's
2: true. Nah, and I, to be honest, changing my name and all this, I think that it's actually set me on a whole new path. And I almost feel like <sighs> fresh. I'm starting to see some changes. The way people respond to me, I'm getting more gigs now. I'm getting more traction with things. It's It's a certain energy that I decided to get rid of. And I just kind of feel like a new man
0: awesome but
2: coming back
0: that's good to hear it's almost like you 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 train for so long to the day that you can say i'm ready to play correct correct or i'm I'm ready to fight correct i'm ready i'm ready for the
2: and i made a lot of mistakes and then i come to find out you know just having a general talk because i haven't really gotten to know my father so i have to ask my mother some questions sometimes and then i come to realize that wait I'm not blaming anybody, but I realize that some of the mistakes I made, damn, just like my father. And I'm like, well, I don't really agree with this. I agree with the fact that, you know, he respects uh, our creator, a higher power. That part I agree with. I agree with the fact that he says, you know, for me to take care of myself. Yes, I agree with that, but there's certain things that I don't agree with. Um, But coming back to the story, I ended up in Zambia, visiting my mother, living with my mother, Um, a friend of mine called Levins, may his soul rest in peace, amazing musician. Him and I recorded a song called Bedrock for my first album, and I used it for my Grammy-recognized album. And now, while living in Australia and I'm around Rockheads, I actually want to re-record the song. With a uh, with, with an actual band, you know, and bring the song back again, because hip hop and rock have always been related, uh, you know. In as far as they're kind of, they kind of uh, have a rebellion to them, and it doesn't mean you know break the peace, but they have this thing where like speak your mind, you know, no holds barred.
0: I think that's, and and sorry to go off on a tangent as well, but for me that's what my appeal was to run DMC was I always liked rock guitar and all that kind of stuff. But when I heard Aerosmith team up with Run DMC and I got the hip-hop with the rock, and I was like, this is the best. This is the best sort of thing. So it 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 was was just such a good... Walk this way. Guess what? But even the things like King of Rock and all that kind of stuff that they did has all got not just that song, but Run DMC kind of used a lot of, like, uh, tougher than leather. The song you, has got has got a, a really good rock man. You, man, you know you, what?
2: You know what, man? What you're doing now is just opening a whole <laughs> nother discussion. So I've been a so Run DMC were also one of the first hip hop acts that I ever heard. Yep. A friend, so I told a friend of mine we should start rapping because mm-hmm. now I know about Grandmaster Flash and the furious five and now i'm like there's this genre of music because in zambia music came there so late that we would get stuff like i think that the message came out was it in the 80s or 70s late 70s or 80s 19 i think think it was 1987 or
0: 1988
2: so i heard this music years later and i'm like we need to get on we need to get onto it i got with a friend of mine called humphrey mwanza He used to call himself Ground Zero. And then a guy called Shala Chama, he used to call himself Negus. And we we formed a rap group called Negro League. Anyway, at Humphrey's house is where we used to record using a cassette player with two cassette cassette decks. (laughs) So you get one to play the instrumental and one to record. And then you plug a mic in. Because it's recording, it'll record your voice. Yeah. And I became, believe it or not, that, that was my first steps in sound engineering. Do you have any of those recordings still? I wish I did. Same. Always I've to got a childhood friend and... of mine. <laughs> Who knows where now? Katele Kalumba Jr., K Fresh, who's still making music. And he just released a, an album called Riding P- Pegasus. Much love, man. I love you, bro. Um. He's he really got got me into the whole engineering as well because his dad was like a minister in government and they were able to afford like recording equipment. Back in the day, man, in my country you couldn't get that stuff if you were just some ordinary cat. So his dad had like recording equipment and Katella would learn. But anyway, me and Humphrey, we just used the cassette player <laughs> to record. And I would tell the guys how far back from the mic they would have to be. And I would use, to record our vocals, I'd break a phone like like the old telephone and I'd get the the earpiece and the mic from there because the, I think that they were the same thing. And I would wire it and plug it into the cassette, cassette player as a mic. <laughs> For real, for real. And I'd put it on a... I'd create a stand, a mic stand using wires, a broomstick and other things, and then would create a mic stand in the bedroom. And we started making demos.
0: That's awesome.
2: And people got into our demos. And at school, people would be like, could you, you know, whatever, rap. But coming back to Run DMC, man, I've got a song... I've brought you some music on a USB stick. I've got a song called Tougher Than Leather. It's not a rock song, but it, I named it Tougher Than Leather because I kind of felt that energy. I could relate to that energy. And so it was inspired by Run DMC, but sounds nothing like Run DMC. Um, and then Bedrock, the song that I recorded with my friend Levins. Levins, who was... Sitting with me when I was depressed and just <laughs> left the UK, sitting with me. So, I guess this whole topic is based on my trip from, from you
0: know, how I ended yeah, up, yeah, how I ended up. We're in definitely, Australia. we'll have to, like, like, unfortunately, I've got probably another 10 minutes or so, but that's fine. But, but we're gonna have to get you back. And this, we could, you talk well, we could, we could do <laughs> this a you. lot. And I think we need to get, uh, get you back in as soon as you can yeah. and, and just continue. So, yeah. So we've been uh, the the, uh, the producer. Producer just popped her head in and said, so, uh, we're, I'll just end." I've actually got quick. a gig this afternoon, and I'm going to show you something that's going to crack you up. I'm going to put Grandmaster Flash's, you know, the message in. I'm going to I'm going to mould it into one of my songs.
2: That's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so, is that
0: coincidence? No, nah, it's in my head. I'm about to. That's crazy. As, soon as, we, as soon as we stop. I'm picking up a guitar and I'm going to. That is. I've got crazy. an idea. I've got an that idea. That is it's crazy but uh
2: anyway i ended up in zambia and while in zambia i started you know getting my head right i started dating this girl who ended up cheating on me and i wasn't heartbroken i just moved on Uh, and then one of my clients that hired me to do some work for her to film something because she was applying for the greatest job in australia something about working in queensland and blah 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 and was this girl who was working in zambia on not working in Zambia she was in Zambia on holiday because she had broken up with somebody and she was visiting her dad who was working in the mineral exploration business big shout out Glenn Stevens I love you man that's my father-in-law she was working in the uh, he was working in the mineral exploration business and she hired me and so I knew the country well so I took her off to Livingston bungee jumping and because one of my other things that I do is running a media company. So I did the filming for her and we became friends and we ended up dating. I asked her on a date to have dinner. Uh, I said I need to get, cause I started, I was like, I actually like this girl. I kind of like this girl. She's a go-getter, hardworking. Um, and then I thought to myself, yeah, we'll become is, friends. Is she
0: Australian or She's
2: Australian. Tra- yeah. Good. Yeah. Half, um, so half Aussie, because her, her dad is With like of German. No, her dad is of German descent.
0: Oh, really?
2: Uh, but, you know, Australian makes something. Yeah. And then she, her, her mother is Italian.
0: Got it.
2: So anyway, we ended up dating, and instead of going to the UK, she was like, let's settle in Australia. Why don't you move to Australia? She said to me, your music's going to do great in Perth. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I've got a number